Hi, and welcome to Crypto Chats, a podcast that explores cryptids, alien encounters, and ghost stories. This episode was previously recorded for a different type of media, so please ignore all mentions of videos and specific photos. Um, Links to all the photos that are mentioned in this video are in the description. to another episode of UFO Chats. Um, today we're going to talk about the Allagash alien abductions. Um, I actually just recently did a podcast episode about this um, with New Strangeland Podcast. If you don't follow them, definitely give them a follow. Uh, the link to the episode will be in the bio um, and their at is right down here. You can follow them on Instagram, they have a Twitter, and they also have a YouTube page as well. Um, but we're back to original topic. We're going to talk about the Allagash abductions. Um, so this happened in 1976, just a couple of years after Benny and Barney Hill, um, and you know, a couple miles north in Allagash, Maine. Um, and in this story, we have four men who claimed they were abducted by aliens. So let's get into it. Okay, so August 20th, um, in that week surrounding August 20th in 1976, uh, four men went camping in, um, in and around the Allagash waterways in Allagash, Maine. Um, and we had Jack and Jim Wiener, Charles Foltz, and Charles Rack. Um, and they were, it's really funny to me because there's like twins and then also two dudes who have the same name in this like a little friend group. Um, but they all went camping together and they, from that camping trip, claimed to be abducted by aliens. Um, and so this claim kind of started like right off the bat of their camping trip. Um, the first night they were there, they claimed to all see um, this weird anomaly in the sky, this light anomaly um, of like a circular UFO that glowed as bright as the sun. And it was, you know, kind of orangey and like just didn't quite look right for something to be um, in the skies of Maine. Um, the following day, the men actually reported their UFO sighting to a park ranger who kind of brushed them off a little bit and told them that it was probably just the lights um, bouncing out the sky from the grand opening of a hardware store 75 miles away, which we all know that's not what it was. Um, but what's interesting is that there were other people also camping in that general area and they too saw the lights. So I'm going to go ahead and say it was probably a UFO and not a hardware store grand opening. That's just me though. Um, so it was on the first night that the men were supposedly abducted by aliens. Um, nothing like too crazy happened. Uh, it was more they experienced some time loss, um, and the majority of the story that we're going to focus on is the after effects of it, um, and you will see why in a few moments. Um, but basically, they kind of reported some time loss. Um, they went out in their canoe to go fishing, and at this point, it was like, you know, around 9 p.m., it's getting dark, so they set up a fire on the shore so that they would have sort of like a beacon to go back to of like, hey, our stuff is here. That's where we're going to head to. And they set it up so that it should have burned for upwards of three or four hours um, so that, you know, they could be out fishing and not have to worry about finding their way back in the dark. Um, but by the time they got back, um, the fire was completely out. And to them, it felt like only an hour or two. But you know, it was more than that. 
So <laughs> we're going to skip forward a little bit because the initial claim of alien abduction did not happen until years later. Um, and I will tell you why that is. Because they all forgot. <laughs> no, I think it's more that they probably all repressed the, the memories of it because I'm sure, I mean, I've never been abducted by aliens, but I'm sure it's probably a traumatic experience, at least to most people or some or none. I don't know. Um, but they kind of all repressed this memory of this abduction and it was not re-triggered in their brains until years later when Jim Wiener actually fell, um, hit his head and he started having seizures. Um, and around the time that these seizures started, he started getting these, um, vivid flashbacks of this encounter with these weird, uh, I believe he said four-fingered beings, they don't have thumbs, well I mean they might have thumbs, but four fingers um with like almond shaped eyes that moved very like lazy um if that makes sense like they kind of like were very relaxed in movement um and he started having these vivid memories of this encounter with these beings and like being tested on and being probed and he talked to his friends about it and they were like well i don't know about that but let's you know let's talk to somebody so um, shortly after Jim's fall and um, his sudden um, influx of memories regarding this alien abduction, uh, the group, all four of them, Jim, Jack, seems Jack, right? Yeah, Jack, Jim, Jack, and the Charleses, um, one of whom we'll call Charles Rack. We're going to call him Chuck. Um, so Jack, Jim, Charles, and Chuck all went to see um, renowned ufologist Raymond Fowler um, and to talk about uh, what they had thought they experienced. Um, and Raymond Fowler actually suggested that they try um, hypnotic regression therapy, which if you don't know what that is, it's essentially when um, they kind of like hypnotize you to try to bring back um, some memories that you had repressed. And it's a really interesting uh, technique. I think it's really cool. Um, I would, no, I'm gonna say, I, I was gonna say I would love to do it, but I don't actually know if I wanna know what my brain has repressed on me. So anyway, they go and do this hypnotic regression therapy and three out of four of them um, had the same memories of this alien abduction. Um, and they all kind of recounted the same kind of story. Before I go too far with this, um, Nikki, Carissa, and I, uh, Nikki and Carissa are from New Strangeland podcast. We all talked about this the other day and there is always the possibility, Nikki had brought this up while we were talking about it. Um, there is always a possibility that um, it was kind of um, coaxed out of them, right? Like if you, I'm trying to think of the right word. I can't think of what I'm trying to say. Um, but, you know, they, Nikki had brought up a point of, you know, this, um, hypnotic regression therapist may have kind of planted the idea of like, oh, like this, the first guy says, oh, I saw, we saw all these beings. The second guy, he goes to them and says, okay, what did the beings look like to kind of coax this, you know, memory out of them that might not be real. Um, and that's a valid point to bring up and... I definitely can understand um, that being like playing a part 
in all of this, but also you guys know me and I like to believe everything is true. So I'm just gonna go ahead and live in my little fairy tale world of they definitely got abducted by aliens. Um, and I'm gonna tuck that really good point that Nikki made just like really deep in my head. If I did like this hypnotic regression therapy, I'm sure you'd probably find all of these good points that my brain is like, no, we're gonna pretend it's real. <laughs> but anyway, they start doing this, this therapy. And then three out of four of them, everybody but Chuck, um, kind of has the same memory or at least a similar memory you know everyone's perceptive of what like actually happened is a little bit different but they all have the same general memory um except for chuck and chuck um went along with it and kind of just like he kind of lied a little bit and was like oh yeah totally like i i remember that like yeah for sure like the aliens and stuff man because he thought that down the line they would end up making um, some kind of money for this encounter. And that was his whole thing, was that he stuck with this, this thing that he did not believe for a long time because of the financial gain. And now I must ask, why do people think they're going to get money from being abducted by aliens? I don't know. I'd say, I, I don't know. It's not something I would ever think. I would think, oh, I'm gonna go get hit by a city bus or something, that will give me money. But being abducted by aliens does not seem like something that guarantees you financial gain. And to me, it's definitely silly that um, Chuck went along with it for so long um, for the sake of gaining money that he did not end up gaining. So there are a couple of things that I want to bring up um, specifically about Chuck, AKA Charles Rack, the man who um, did not really believe that they were abducted um, because there are some things about his skepticism specifically that kind of uh, don't really match fully. Um, and I think it's interesting and I want to talk about it. So first of all, um, when they went and talked to the park ranger about the UFO that they saw, Charles Rack argued with the park ranger about it being a hardware store light because he definitely believed that it was a UFO, um, which is interesting to me because, I don't know, I feel like it's confusing because I, I, I want to know why he doesn't ha I don't know. I'm just going to continue on because my brain just shut off in the middle of a thought. So we're going to ignore that that happened. And instead we're going to talk about the fact that when Charles Rack, Chuck, our friend who does not believe, um, he like half believes, he's like a half believer. He believes that the aliens were there, but he does not believe that he was taken by them whatever. Maybe they just didn't take him. Maybe they left him. Maybe that's why. Maybe they just didn't abduct Chuck. Maybe they're like, this guy's going to be a dick about it. So we're not going to take him. Anyway. Um, so he actually was interviewed later on in life and told them that they saw a UFO three separate times, um, throughout the course of their camping trip three times. Cause they went camping for like 10 days. 
So over the course of those 10 days, they saw a UFO three different times and you described it the same way every single night. He said every night that they saw it, it looked the same as it did the night before. Um, and it did a similar um, thing, like a similar like movement in the sky. Um, and it wasn't all in the same place because they were at these big waterways and you can kind of go in a bunch of different spots. Um, but yeah, they said, he said that they basically saw the same thing three nights in a row and then they didn't see it anymore and like nothing weird happened after that. But this is the part I've really been dying to get to because <laughs> I like, I keep, since I did this research, it's been on my brain and I think it's so silly and I just want to talk about it. So the biggest um, point that Chuck made to try to discredit his, not maybe not discredit, but the biggest point that he made in order to say we did not get abducted by aliens was he tried to say that there was an issue with the way they experienced time loss, which is funny to me because I don't know how he could think that. Um, so time loss is a phenomenon, as we all know, is that you're, there's just a chunk of time missing and you have no recollection of what happened in that period of time. Um, and that's, that's how time loss and missing time and stuff is explained is that, you know, you suddenly it's been an hour and you have no recollection, you have no memory whatsoever of what happened. But, you know, in the case of Betty and Barney Hill, they were driving and two hours went by while they were driving. And like physically they were about two hours away of where they, from where they were, when you know the time loss like and the the missing time kind of hit right so they were like it made sense like physically but they had no recollection of driving that much highway so you know the chunk of time that they didn't experience i guess was still valid in the way that we tell time right so like it's still like time still moved the same way that this the way that we perceive time to move but, and like the physical aspect of it, like their car did keep going, but there's a chunk of time that's just wiped from their memory. And it's the same thing here, where like they went out on the canoe and a whole chunk of time was wiped. And the reason that, like the way that Charles Rack um, tried to explain that the time loss and the missing time didn't line up correctly was that he said that the fire was not as far burnt as it should have been for how long they were supposedly missing. Which that doesn't make any sense, first of all. That's a statement that is just confusing and weird. But second of all, the fire was out, right? And they set this fire, they stoked it up to, to be going for three or four hours so that they could be out on the beach or out on the, the lake rather and fish and not have to worry about finding their way back in the dark. Um, so they went and, you know, kind of missed this huge chunk of time. And then they're suddenly, you know, conscious again, we'll say, and the fire is out now. Um, and he tried to kind of use that as an, as a reason to explain that they didn't get abducted. But I think that that makes it, seem more like they definitely got abducted, you know? Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like a lot of the ways that he tried to explain um, and write off this abduction um, just didn't really make any sense. And like, I don't know, I'm going to go ahead and stick with the theory that my brain just came up with that maybe they just didn't take him, you know? Maybe they took 
his three friends. They took Jack, Jim, and the other Charles, and maybe they just didn't take him. Um, but, you know, they he experienced the same time loss because it was still um, an encounter of some sorts, right? Like, we've all seen the X-Files. Like, they drive through a um, spot <laughs> that has weird activity and they lose three minutes. Like, you know, it's still some sort of an encounter. So the missing time can still kind of fit in there. But I don't know. That's what I'm going to say happened. I'm just going to say they didn't take him and that's why he doesn't remember. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, when it comes to alien encounters, they're all pretty standard. Like there, there aren't really that many that are like too kooky crazy, but um, it's a pretty, pretty simple one. So that's like, that's kind of all I got for you guys. It's, you know, it's pretty, pretty standard. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed me rambling today about the Allagash abductions. Um, next week is going to be uh, another crypto chats week. So hope you guys stick around. Um, we're gonna talk about some weird cryptids and some other things that come out of my brain. <laughs> we're just gonna see what happens. Um, yeah, thanks so much. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.